Hello everybody and welcome to the Tuesday Toolbox meeting of Adult Children of Alcoholics in Cobble Hill, Brooklyn. My name is Anne. I'm a Tuesday Toolbox member and an adult child. We're recording our speakers every week because we're hoping others will benefit from hearing these stories from our members. We'd love to hear your comments and questions. Our email address is TuesdayToolboxACA at gmail.com. Also, please take a moment to rate our podcast on SoundCloud or iTunes. It will help others find the podcast. Adult Children of Alcoholics is a 12-step program of recovery for people who grew up in an alcoholic or otherwise dysfunctional home. If you'd like to find a meeting to attend, go to adultchildren.org and click on Meetings. This week, we're hearing from David, who spoke about the role of attending meetings in his recovery. Please enjoy. Hi everyone, I'm David, I'm an alcoholic, uh, and an adult child an alcoholic. Hey Nick, can I have a five minute and one minute warning? Sure, no problem. Thank you, Nick. So, um, what I wanted to focus on were two things really. Uh, one is the literature, but also primarily it would be the, uh, the importance of consistently making meetings. So I found something on page 50 in the Big Red Book and I'm just going to read a page. Um, admitting that you've internalized your parents' behavior is a brave step toward changing the behavior. However, admitting that it happened to me is a discovery process. Discovery is marvelous, but recovery is the focus. We can discover many things from insightful self-help books or from a talk show host. Yet our experience shows that we cannot beat ourselves into true change and we cannot watch, watch enough television to find healing that lasts. We simply become information gatherers, which is a form of control in itself. If we are simply reading about recovery or watching on television, we still think we can reason out the solution without doing the actual work of recovery. Our experience shows that we cannot recover alone. We need to interact with recovering adult children to practice the principles that bring real results. Moving beyond discovery into recovery is not a complex mystery. It takes only one key element, the desire to recover from the defects of the disease of family dysfunction. With desire comes willingness. With willingness, we are well on our way to recovery. In ACA, we believe recovery takes regular attendance at ACA meetings. We also must work the 12 steps and be willing to talk honestly about what happened to us as we, grow up in a, as we grew up in a dysfunctional home. Recovery takes effort, but many of us believe that recovery takes only half the effort that it took to stay stuck in enabling or controlling behavior. That means we can exert our energy toward recovery and have plenty of strength left over to enjoy the new avenues that open up to us due to the ACA way of life. Our experience shows that many adult children have arrived at an ACA meeting, identified profoundly with our literature, and then drifted away from ACA without following through with the program. They have not moved beyond the discovery phase, but they assume their, their discovery is recovery when it is not. So I, that really resonated with me. So once again, I'm David, I'm uh, an adult child, I'm an alcoholic. Um, I'm from New York, I'm not from Brooklyn, I'm from Manhattan, um, the Upper East Side. And um, I also, I lived there for 20 years and then I lived in uh, Asia and in um, Iceland. And then, um, so I came back and lived in the Bronx for like another 15 years, maybe 20 years. So um, I'm very, I feel, I feel really comfortable in a New York meeting 
um, I like it. I've always liked the meetings here. Um, so I came in, um, you know, I, I grew up in New York, went to Catholic school. Um, my father left when I was very young. My mother was a working um, woman and going to school, so I didn't have a lot of guidance. And um, my father was the drinker. My mother was the power alcoholic. So it was super important that I follow her rules. She would sometimes take, take me to class down at Fordham University, um, going to work down um, near Brooklyn Bridge. And um, so I was traveling the trains at like six or seven by myself to come home or to go down to see her. And um, so I was really leery of adults, particularly men. And um, so there was always a distrust there because some of them were um, lecherous, you know. And uh, so my father would stop by every once in a while, give my mother some money for child support. But I, I don't recall ever having a conversation with him. He was like numb to me. Like I was, I was this kid who was very, he wasn't, he wasn't evil, but he wasn't a particularly nice guy. Um, and so he would have, um, he would come by, talk to my mother and, not really talk to me, so it was like kind of, okay, can you take me to a ball game? Like, no, that was never gonna happen. So with the idea with my uh, my mom, um, she would take me to see her grandmother, her mother, my grandmother, and she wasn't very nice, she was an active alcoholic. So I learned at an early age to only show part of myself, because I was a pretty good kid, I was I was pretty smart in school, but I was a very sweet kid, and I, you know, my, um, being that nice was like a disadvantage, right? You would think it's like, oh, great, it's nice. But so anyway, um, I would uh, go with her and then in order to like escape and um, dissociate, which is what we talk about, which is, which is a big topic in, um, in ACA, um, I drank. I drank and drugged, I chased girls, I went dancing all around New York. But when I was growing up, when I was coming around, um, there were two big things that were really uh, um, kind of dangerous. One was AIDS, and the other, um, it, it, was, it, it hadn't gone into the, um, uh, it hadn't left the homosexual population yet, but it was starting to. So, you know, that was an interesting thing. I never had that, but I had a lot of friends who did. And then crack. So, you know, then it was like 2,200 murders a year in New York, so it was really dangerous. So then I eventually got moved and I, I came into recovery in, in AA. So that was great. Then I started, I, I joined a couple of other 12-step programs and that was even better, right? So about, so I, I lived in a couple places and then I moved to Providence in like 2010, lived in Florida for a while. And then um, around 2013, I started coming to ACA. I remember thinking, you know, I, I've dealt a lot with my, you know, my mom issues, my dad issues. And when I started to sit down and, and really, well, I, back in New York when I was, when I, was, when I, was I know, under 10 years maybe, um, or around 10 years, I remember going into an ACA meeting and everyone was really pissed, really angry, and particularly the women, and, and angry women like scared the hell out of me, right? Because I was trained by my mother to never like, you know, like let women be angry. So that wasn't very good, but 
you know? I mean, I read some of the literature, I just didn't see the recovery. I thought to myself, how can you, how, how does screaming in a meeting, how does that move towards recovery? So I didn't go back. So I joined a couple of other 12-step programs. Um, so anyway, um, I went to an ACA meeting and they had a the big red book. And I started to, I bought it and I started to read it and I started to go to a couple of meetings. And so, I, you know, AA was prim my primary uh, program. And as I started to read this, I started to say, this is a little different. So I started going to a couple of meetings, one maybe like Friday night for a couple of years. Then I would go to Saturday morning meeting. And part of what ACA, I believe, has really helped me get in touch with is this critical parent and this inner child or inner children, if, if anyone is familiar with um, parts work. And it was like powerful. And so practicing this program, it's like, you know, what I just read, like, yeah, I, I know people who come to this program and they can talk at all, but I don't really see the recovery in that. But, but for me, what I had to do is really implement this program into my life in the decisions of my life, like friendships and work and romantic relationships. And it's really freaking hard for me. It is maybe it's easier for others, but so I, so I was working up in Boston, um, at a job I really did not like. And the commute was like two hours and 15 minutes each way. So it was like four and a half hours round trip on the, uh, so I drove part of the way I took the commuter rail and I took the T line to the subway down up there. And so it was just a long day. And, and I finally began to like really dislike that job. It was, it was in a really famous hospital. The title was great. I loved, you know, the money was great and the title where I worked was great, but the environment was awful. The commute was terrible. And that's when I think my inner child was saying, I really hate working here. I freaking hate it. Like we have got to leave here. So every day I woke up at like 5, 5.30, I would do my morning yoga, my prayers and stuff. Within 15 seconds, I realized, oh my God, I have to go to work today. And I just dreaded it. So I worked in Boston and a couple other jobs, which actually for the state of Massachusetts, and I actually liked those jobs. But this one particularly, although it was a lot more money, it was just awful. So, so I remember leaving a meeting really down when I was getting home and something said, you don't have to stay. And so I went home and I said, I'm going to resign. So I resigned. And then I started, like I gave, I gave like a later end date. And then I said, I, I need to go to ACA. I need to go back to ACA. However, I need to go back to more meetings. So I left. And then I started going to um between four and seven meetings a week. So we up here, we have, have like um, six, seven a.m. meetings where we start with reading the, um, the yellow, the um, five minutes. Five minutes. All right, thanks Nick. So we have this book, five minutes. Thank you. And so we have this book and then we read every day and the topic was astounding. And of course there's a reference to the great big red book. I found that super helpful. And I was in, I was all in. I've always been a person that was actually in every program and I didn't so but this this just life crisis I think it was at work forced me to go back into the program and I tell you it freaking healed me it the literature healed me 
my friends in the program healed me. We would go and talk like after a Saturday and they would look at me and dude, that's freaking trauma. Like, you know, be around us. Um, we'll call you. I was loved. I have done this before. I have sponsored people and I have, I have taken driven people to meetings, taken them home, all of that. And it was coming around for me. And I tell you, it, it made such a difference. It took me about a month to like de-stress from that job. So I continued to go to meetings. My home group is a Wednesday night meeting in Cranston, which is right next door to, uh, to Providence. And I love that meeting. Cause when I go to that meeting and I'm, a, I go to meetings consistently. I don't go to one or, me, one or two meetings. I really do try to make it consistent because I find more meetings, more recovery. Less meetings, less recovery. That's a real thing, at least from my observation. And so um, when I go, yes, part of it is the literature. Part of it is applying it to my life. Like I had to let a friend go because she lashes out. And it's like, yeah, I, I, can, I could take a lot of disagreements, but I can't take the lashing out. So I let her go gently. I care about her. I know I'm going into her at meetings and I have no desire to want to criticized or anything and she and she lashed out she was pissed that I did that um but I had to do it maybe that'll change in the future um another thing that I find super helpful is being around my fellow uh, my fellow travelers because when I'm around my home group I'm sure you can feel this way in your home groups and if you don't have a home group please get a home group it's it, it, I highly recommend it um my guard goes down and we're like kids with each other because we know we're not going to snip at each other. We're not going to take what you said and store it in the back of our head, my head, like, we, you know, reveal it to someone else. That doesn't happen. So it's a really lovely experience, I find. Um, and so I need to keep going. Even days I don't want to go, it's rare that I miss a meeting. So even days I don't want to go, I go. This is harder. This is harder because it's been, you know, Zoom is a almost is almost too easy but i miss the hugs and you know the smiles but um i do try to make it and i do make it i make a lot of meetings and i find that's it helps me through this whole covid thing so um that's enough out of me i look forward to hearing from the rest of you thanks a lot